And I kept hearing one word, which at first really didn't make much sense. I was just slow on the uptake, to be honest. I kept hearing the word snow. Snow. And then bit by bit, I began seeing things, not with the mind, but in your heart. And then he began opening up scripture, and I saw that snow was everywhere. And I just never really put the pieces together. But there is a passage in Psalm 25, verse 2, that says it's the glory of God to hide his treasures. In other words, everyone is welcome to know him to a certain degree. But there's certain things about his heart he hides, certain pictures, images, truths. He hides them for those who will come seeking, and then he reveals. And that's what we do in human relationships. We know each other to a certain degree, but there are things about our heart that we hide and when they're like our treasures, and we only share them with the people that we really trust or that we have a kindred spirit with. And I think snow was one of those things. I think snow was a secret of God that the Jewish people understood fully in the Old Testament. And it's hidden within the lines of the New Testament. And it's made me more aware of him than ever more in love with his gentleness, see the strength and the beauty of his humility and the plan that was established before the foundations of the earth. And to see it all with a, um, a wonder and yet a brokenness that is joyful, a brokenness that, oh my, oh my goodness, who are you really? <laughs> who are you really? Jesus, you are greater than I've ever dreamed and imagined, and I have loved you with my heart all my life, and I don't even think I've scratched the surface of who you are. And just as when Jesus walked the earth, he would often tell parables or stories to bypass people's minds and to give them pictures and images in everyday life so that then the invitation was to the hearer that you can go as deep in seeing his glories as you want to. And that there were no boundaries. It's the way it was with his parables. There was never just one little meaning. You can go as deep into the depths of his heart as you desire. So snow. One of the things that snow does in the natural is that in the season of the earth that is the darkest, the fewest hours of light, in the season that can be the bitterest cold, the harshest winter, when the ground is frozen and on the surface of the ground it looks like there's nothing growing, but beneath that hardness there are seeds that are thirsty, starving for food, thirsty for water, and they have none until the snow falls. And when the snow falls and it hits that hard, cold ground, the snow has a way that's simply God to find the crevice in between the dirt and trickle down and trickle down and trickle down, however deep it has to go, 
to get life-giving waters to the seeds. And it's the snow that softly, gently softens that ground. The ground can be so hard you couldn't get a shovel in it, but let six inches of snow fall, let it sit for a few days, you come back and you're sloshing around. But snow doesn't come like a gully washer or a hurricane or a tornado. It, it just comes so gentle, gentle, and it just sits on the hard places. And I don't know about you, but he has snowed on my heart many seasons in my life. When things were dark or bitter or difficult or more difficult than I thought I could survive or the trauma was so great, I didn't know who I would be on the other side of it. And his snow just came so gently to heal the hurts, to, to trickle down into the places in me that I didn't even know how to let him into. He's like the snow, you know. Job said it this way in Job 37. Job starts the chapter by saying, at this, my heart trembled and it leapt out of its place. Like, when I saw this, I, I was so moved in my spirit, my heart leapt. 37 verse 5, God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things we cannot comprehend. And to the snow, God says, fall on the earth. Now, in the English, that looks... Okay. But in the Hebrew, it's quite different. The Jews have the understanding that in the Hebrew, the picture is that there is snow around the throne of God. And in the appointed moment, in the appointed time, God says, snow be on the earth. And the words that the Holy Spirit used here or to breathe, snow, breathe on the earth. Well, that doesn't make sense if he's talking about natural snow, does it? Snow doesn't breathe. So what is he talking about? Snow, breathe on the earth. Snow, move from heaven to earth. And what did it mean in Isaiah 55 when he says, my word doesn't come back to me empty. Like the rain and the snow, it goes from heaven and it goes down to the earth. And it gets into the earth and it nurtures it and it gives it light and it will spring forth with life. And my word does not return to me void. It comes back fruitful. What is snow? Literally, snow combines the waters that come down from heaven with particles in the earth. And when particles in the earth rise and the water from heaven comes down at the right temperature in the right moment, snow forms. And when snow falls upon the earth, it brings life. 
to things that are dead. Sounds like Jesus to me. Sounds like a parable, doesn't it? For the Son of Man, Son of God. That as the waters come down from heaven, he was the Son of God. But it takes particles in the earth as he was the Son of Man. And at the right time, he comes. You see, all throughout Scripture, really, snow represented the presence of God. Let me give you examples. In Exodus 4, Moses is full of doubt, and he gets nervous, and he says, God, I can't do that. And God says, put your hand in your cloak. And he brought it out, and his hand was leprous, white as snow. And then in Numbers 12, when Miriam doubted God and didn't know if she could trust Moses, it says she got leprosy, white as snow. And in 2 Kings 5, it says that Naaman had leprosy, white as snow. But not everybody in Scripture had leprosy, white as snow. You see, whenever it said white as snow, they were about to be healed. It was God saying, see that snow? That's my presence on their leprosy. I'm about to heal the deep places in their soul that cause them to doubt and to not receive and to be guarded. And I'm going to heal their body and their soul. You see, snow represented the presence of God healing us changing something, soaking into the deep places of our heart and of our spirit. Psalm 51 says, You delight in truth in the inward being, and God, you show me wisdom in my secret heart. So I will prepare myself to receive. I will purge myself with hyssop, and I will be clean, and your waters will wash over me and make me white like Snow. Your waters of your presence will wash over me. Your presence will be like snow to me. I will be clean. Isaiah 1 says, come let us reason together. God says, I know your, your sins are like scarlet, but I can make you white like snow. I can give you the snow of my presence, the purity of me that grabs things from the earth and grabs things from the heaven, works them together at the right time, and can come in and heal your soul, heal your body, and let the gentleness of my presence come upon you. Is there anything more peaceful than standing outside in the depths of darkness with a full moon and all of a sudden giant snowflakes are falling and it's quiet and it's gentle and it's peaceful and everything in your body and soul just ah, ah. Daniel was caught up in a vision caught up in a vision in heaven and in Daniel 7 he says I saw I saw the ancient of days and his clothing was like snow 
And when the disciples were on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus, Mark says, his clothing was like snow. He had on garments like snow. He wasn't just saying, hey, it's white like snow. You know, that's the kind of color I'm trying to describe. The Holy Spirit's deeper than that. He was saying, don't you understand? The Father and Jesus are one. Their garments are like snow. Everything about their being, their personality, wants to come down from heaven, soak the dark, hard places in the earth, cover it with snow, cover it, cover the pain, cover the sickness, cover the hardness, like white snow covering a field with no footprints in it. That's the way they're dressed. That's the way they want to dress the earth. That's the way they want to dress you. Snow. Waters of heaven and particles of earth come together at the right time. David understood it. He said in Psalm 68, When the Almighty scatters kings and rulers, snow falls. Do you think David meant that when God quietly overturns governments that literally snow covers the earth? He was saying, when the Almighty scatters kings, when he steps in in his justice, it's like his garment of snow, the robe unfurls and he covers the earth. And snow falls. His presence, his sovereignty falls. And at least you think that this is some crazy idea that I have. Or Satan knows what snow is. Listen to Job 24, 19, what the Holy Spirit said. He said, as drought and heat steal the waters of snow from the earth... So does Sheol, or hell, take and keep those who have sinned. That he's trying to rob the snow, the presence of God, the garment of God covering us. One of David's mighty men in 2 Samuel 23, Benaniah. It's a powerful verse. It's actually verse 23, and it says this, that he was a mighty man of God. talks about how he got victory over the Moabites, and he struck down a lion in a pit on a day that it snowed. Now, maybe it snowed in the natural, but when you begin looking at all the verses, it also snowed in the spirit. The power of God came upon him. And empowered him to do something he could not do. It's simple. It's really simple. Come, let me reason together with you, saith the Lord. Your sins are like scarlet, but I'm 
the one who makes them white as snow. My garment is snow. My garment. Why else would he say in Job 37, in the Hebrew, breath of snow, fall on the earth now. Why else would his son be described as having clothing of snow? Because everywhere in the Old Testament, whether it was Miriam and Naaman and Moses getting their heart healed and their body healed, it was because of the symbolic presence of Christ activating healing, body, soul, and spirit. And the supernatural victories, it was snow. It was heaven coming to earth. And he says, see me. Daniel saw me. I'm clothed in garments like snow that are supernaturally white and can cover anything and Oh, and I want to make your garments like mine. I want you to be robed in snow. So that at all times and in all moments of your mind and your heart and situations, you know that I'm unfurling my garments, my robes from heaven, and I'm draping them over the earth to cover you. To cover your darkness. Because love covers a multitude of sins. I want to cover your darkness. I want to go deep inside of you. And, and whatever cells in your body are diseased, I just want to fix it and cover it with snow in the places in your mind and even in your spirit that you don't even know are wounded or hard or, or have difficulty walking in peace and faith. I just want to bring you under my garments of snow and give you that kind of gentleness and peace of snow. And I think that hidden within all these verses of snow is this quiet little whisper that says, you know how when you look at the rainbow and you think of my covenant, when it snows, remember me desiring to cover you and to cover you in every way and in every need. In the Old Testament, sometimes God came in loud ways thunders and lightnings on Mount Sinai, rumblings and angels. Oh, it was loud. He came to Elijah and he just said, hey, I'm not in the firestorm. I'm not in the earthquake. I'm the gentle whisper and telling Elijah, I'm changing the way I'm communicating in the earth. Telling the prophet, my voice is changing. Yes, I spoke in those ways burning bushes and lightnings and thunderings, but the time has changed. I'm a gentle whisper now. And so when the Son of God became the Son of Man and he was released as gently as snow in the earth, he came gently as a baby. Didn't want to scare anyone. Didn't want to frighten anyone. He came in humility and power like snow. Snow so powerful it can shut down a whole city. <laughs> but it falls oh so gently. 
It's written in Luke 135 that the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary. I have no doubt it was unspeakably gentle, like a snowfall. And I pray tonight that he'll overshadow you. That his presence will come upon you like snow. Soft and gentle and, and yet go into all the deep places that need healing or peace or fire lit again or life, whatever little crevice you need him to go down, that he will. And he will overshadow you. So as we prepare to take communion, I welcome you to see his coming, not just as wise men and shepherds, but to see that he came to carry a hidden revelation of the picture of snow to gently cover this earth with a love and a grace that had never been seen and known, and to cover you with the very garments of himself, that you yourself would be made white and clean and full of life. So, will those who are serving communion, would you pretty please come? Could have come like a mighty storm with all the strength of a hurricane. Could have come like a forest fire, the power of heaven in your flame. But you came like a winter snow. Quiet, soft, and slow Falling from the sky in the night To the earth below Could have swept in like a tidal wave Or an ocean to ravish could have come through like a flooring flood to hide away the things we've scarred. But you came like a winter snow, quiet, soft, and slow, 